Woo. End of a good long season. Yes, sir. We done busted ISIS for a good amount of time. But it's all for, you know, good good reasoning at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, you know. Feedback good. Feedback's good. Listeners are enjoying themselves, which is the the, the reason why we're here. That's the point, Shout point out of all of this. You know, um, weirdly enough, I didn't know how I wanted to end the season. So at first I was like, do we do a reality bites to close it out? Do we do Reggie Day's radio? Um, so just to, you know, because we haven't done Reggie Day's radio in a while, we're going we're gonna to Reggie Day's radio this up. So I think, you know, a few music conversations, but also like have a, a, a bit of a topic conversation in the middle. Because why not? I mean, if we close in the season out, we don't really got to be specific. Just get it all out there. You know, have the conversations we want to have. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to everybody for, um, you know, following our new page. That's Reggie Days Radio, the Instagram page. Thank you guys for following. Uh, we're going to be posting a lot on our off time. Um, we're going to be taking uh, roughly a few weeks off to maybe like two months. I, I didn't give an exact count, but we're going to post the date that we come back way before we do yeah. come back. So the date will be posted and everything. But uh you know, real life happens. It's it's time for us to kind of be able to breathe and and do what we got to do and and focus on life. But thank you guys for those who have been listening throughout the season. For those who go back and listen to the old episodes, thank y'all for real. Absolutely, um, that that means a lot. Uh, some of our older episodes have been getting a lot of traction lately. I don't know it's, why. It's um, true. It's true. Especially the the necklace episode. Uh, Chef in the necklace episode has been getting. A lot of shares, which that was shout out to cook for all the petty people out there who identify with chef and uh, taking gifts back. Y'all are funny individuals, man. Real funny individuals. Yeah, it's definitely been appreciate y'all being very you know receptive to us and you know being you know honest and transparent about how y'all feel about things. And stay tuned. Most deaf, most deaf, man. Um, there's a lot of things that we could talk about that we won't. Very obvious elephants in the room that we're not going to talk about, not because we don't care and not because we lack empathy, but because we have empathy. I think people come to this show to escape certain things in reality and escape certain hot topics that we are seeing that are being pushed on you, i.e. gun control, mm-hmm. i.e. you know these mass shootings that at one point were few and far in between and are becoming so normalized now that, you know, you learn gun drills the same way you learn tornado drills, the same way you learn fire drills and all mm-hmm. these different things. And um, we have our personal takes on those. Easy easy said, less than five seconds. Yeah. It got to stop. There it is. And what we will say is prayers to the heavy hearted at, that's going through this. Um, yeah. Prayers you know. to the families. Prayers to, to those who are slain. Prayers to everybody. All of us who are dealing with this because at the end of the day, even even as we're recording right now, there's some jackass who's loading a gun to go do some dumb shit. Like, as we are speaking right this second. Because of the fact that, you know, not only... I'm not going to be that person to just say that we have people that are inept in office that are that are not doing what they're supposed to do. Of course, that's part of it. But that's only part of it. There's that as well as let's be... Let's, be very clear let's say you woke up one day right sheen you woke up or i woke up one day Mm -hmm. and magically you were put into not just the presidency seat but they just flipped the government and made you king you are king of america so you ain't even got to worry about congress you ain't got to worry about you know uh, the house of representatives you just making rules like you're trump or some shit right 
just doing whatever. Cause fuck, fuck reading and fuck government. I just make rules and just yell at people till they follow them. Mm-hmm. Would you know how to fix this? I know I wouldn't. Yeah, me neither. But no, like I, I, you know, you see yeah, what I'm saying yeah, though. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no clear path to a resolution right now. So that's one thing I do want to remind us of, where it's like we are dealing with people who don't care. That I, that's I, very obvious. Yeah, but say, we're also dealing with people who really don't know as well. There are things that we could try, and of course, I prefer trying than not trying. Like whether it be adding certain types of background checks, rules, this, that, and the third, and praying that those things do make a dent in the situation. But just like we see, you know. None of us are God. None of us are perfect. None of us really know how to handle any of this, to be real. So just like the fact that we as podcasters like to remind you all the time that we're not therapists. Right. We're not experts at a lot of this stuff. We're just kind of shooting the shit with you. We're talking to you. We care. You come here for entertainment. But we do like to give that reality check every once in a while to remind us all that we're all humans, man. Like, I, you know, I thought about this a while ago because I have friends that have kids now. We're, we're in that age where a lot of our friends not just have babies. I'm talking about kids. Like, mm-hmm. not, you know, the crying and this and that. No, I'm talking about little motherfuckers kids. that walk up to you and ask you questions grown that are kids. very uncomfortable questions. You realize now how little your parents knew when they were in that position. You realize now that, like, when you're a kid, you think somebody in their 30s knows everything because you're like, you've been here long enough, nigga. You should know. That's how you think as a kid. Like, nah, that's real. But that, we used to call 30 people, 30 year olds old. Yeah, like, like that idea. We are old today. You've been here for 30 you know? years means whatever yeah. question I hit you with, I'm thinking that you know the answer because you've been here too goddamn long to not know. And to. To their right, truthfully, we should have some wisdom on not like everything, but maybe some common knowledge about most things. I like to think of those moments when I think of a lot of these political situations, because just like those kids are looking at their parents and just like when for those of you who ever worked management at a job, sometimes your employees are not okay with a new company policy or something that has nothing to do with you. You didn't choose to do this, Mm -hmm. but as manager, your job is to implement whatever this new thing is. Mm -hmm. So they come to you with their gripes. They come to you with their complaints. They come to you with these different things. And your job is to help them as much as you can, but also stay and toe the line of what your job is. I also like to remind people that some of the people that we're asking these changes of or, or or demanding certain things from are in similar positions where if we're going to be clear, they don't know, man. And then the older we get, the more that we look into, you know, their past, whether it be what they studied in school and other things of that nature. These motherfuckers not even that smart. There's only so much for the most part that they'll even have a real grasp of when it comes to reality. The reality is they're just seats positions titles yeah and cri- there's criteria there but, but not enough but yeah all right you got me <laughs> but not enough mm-hmm. like think about okay we are like those of us who've been to college those of us who've been around college students mm-hmm. you remember who was what at a party you remember there was the dudes there were the people that could stay up all night and drink there were the people who used to have to leave at like 12:30 or sometimes even 11:30 cuz they had they to turn there. in a paper at midnight. They had to do certain things before the night was over, so they had to leave earlier before everybody else left. Mm-hmm. And then there was the dumbass that was like passed out in the back of the room. Remember what he studied? Political science. Cuz that's the thing, right? Wow. 
on some Van Wilder shit. <laughs> I remember, and shout out to my poli sci majors out there. I know some of y'all going to be real mad at this, but it, it is what it is. Um, I remember that being the thing. That was the stigma in school. Like, if you study poli sci, niggas was like, oh, so you just don't. You just don't have to do shit. Like, that was the idea mm-hmm. of your curriculum was bullshit. You yeah. were the nigga that chewed crayons, like in the college version yeah, of that. Like yeah. that's what we saw you as. Now these are the people that were begging to save our kids. It's wild when you put it in perspective, but that's how I see it. Now that I'm not saying I'm right, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is just how I look at the world. This is just me giving you guys a peek behind how I see things. Now I'm not absolving them. I'm not saying that these guys can't do better. I'm just saying that I expect terrible things from niggas that chew crayons. But that's just me. Um, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's the note I want to start this year. Yeah. <laughs> terrible things from niggas that chew crayons is to be expected. Batteries too. Yo, did you ever y'all you ever had a kid in your classes that chews uh that chew batteries? I seen battery chewing motherfuckers. I seen people that used to chew erasers, all types of the wild shit. I'm not going to... Okay, I'm about to Use the eraser chewer. It's not that I... Okay, I didn't chew erasers. I didn't chew erasers. We're not going to do that. We're not going to start that narrative. But I will admit... He licked it. I did. (laughs) I will admit... I don't know why. I have a memory that for some reason I did that at some point in time. Pause, bro. Whoa, man. I don't know, bro. Kids do dumb shit, though. At least I didn't play with like bugs and shit like that. It was an eraser. Like what the But you erase No no, okay. Here's what it was. You Here's erase what it was. your paper. You know the um you know the metal part on the back that attached the eraser? Absolutely. The double two the... pencil, the green wrap. Okay. The uh, the wrap. Yeah. I used to like you know how people would have like they uh just like the people who talk with a toothpick in their mouth. Yeah. You know how you just like put that between your teeth and you just kinda sit there with it there? Yeah. That's what I used to do. Oh, okay. And I was one of those people who just like would just sit there with the fucking I don't know why, but you, you just did that. Technically, you a lead baby. That that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> you a lead baby. You should have been getting a check, boy. Mama just... <laughs> oh. But seriously though, I like yeah. I remember I have vivid memories of sitting there like not chewing on it, but like having it between my teeth like it was like a toothpick sticking out of some shit. Yeah, that was different. I mean, who am I? I don't know why we did that though. Yeah. Who am I? I mean, I would draw myself with pencil, but like damn. Nah, I didn't do that. Cause I was scared it'd break skin and then lead poisoning. That yeah, they used to always tell us that. Yeah, nah, no that, one cared. That was <laughs> <laughs> No one cared. <laughs> That's sick. Oh my god. Let's go ahead and set up the vibes, man. Tim's shouldn't be this complicated. Now I'm one of those people who's usually very against posthumous music, but not even gonna lie. X XXX Tentacion and Kanye Kanye West, man, they they knocked this shit right out the park. Shouts out. This was no hard feelings, but these feelings harder. No, no hard feelings, but these feelings harder. No, no hard feelings, but these feelings harder. Mike check, Mike check. I see y'all tomorrow. Wait for the sunset. I see y'all tomorrow.
tomorrow. Wait, when I pick them up, I feel like they borrow. When I gotta return them, scan them like a barcode. Wait, no hard feelings, but these feelings hard though. Wait, who got the kids in those what autos? Wait, why they can't wear Yeezys with the cargos? Y'all know like you don't like me, y'all take it too far though. At least have them in some mics, he played for Chicago. I only see three kids who watch in Chicago. And you know all the nannies. Mike, 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 check. Tunnel to my house like Chapo. Only neighbor in the hood with a hey. door they could knock on. I leave the light on. Daddy's not gone. You see the light on. Daddy's at home. Tell Cat Q. Daddy's not gone. Tell Cat Q. What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, man, and this is yet another episode of the Reggie Days Radio Show. I'm joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream. And today, we just gonna rock out for y'all, man. Yeah. Let's get it. No hard feelings, but these feelings harder. No, no hard feelings, but these feelings harder. No hard feelings, but these feelings harder. Heavy sleeper. Enjoy. The greatest podcast in the world. Y'all better love it, goddammit. Tap in and tap out. I got maneuvers, whole pimp tactics, all in one package. Hollin' at a chick that could have been the actress. Right now her back is laying on my mattress. Why your team pitched like your ring? Only rock things made for a king. Tell me, tell me it was the LV. Paper denim jeans or the rap floor ring. That's how I got ya. So if you want a romantic call like Patrick, stop hollering at them losers and get with the shit that got his own business, the entrepreneur. Off the block now, shit got the pipe down. Industry niggas, I just got bored. Track from Kanye West past the Bombay. Kick the doors down like there's a star. Where's the millions? I'm the chameleon. Transformate and rock a show like rock. Driven for status, pick my apparatus. You gotta know, I'm getting all that dope. Hotter than real shit, bullshit, got a full clip. Think I'm a punk, then get your back broke slow. I'm the shit, Nick, down to my dish, Nick. Lyrics so high, never frozen snow. Bill of a bone again, fuck that he say, she say, he say, she say. I ain't gon' make it, the throne is mine. Shot time, where's the crown? From the days of Capone, nigga. You know we gon' take it. I wanna bit, bit, and you know my own block. Print my checks like Johnny Walker, Scott, Scott. Damn, if you do, you don't, you move over. Save some room for the black cats and Ladies and gentlemen. You was tuning in to do or die. West, Do or die, Kanye West paid Fire. the price, man. Definitely one of my favorites. Shout out to do or die, man. Sleeper, big shouts out. Sleeper duo rap group. They got some. Oh, most definitely. Really good deaf. music. That player shit, man. Man, um, we haven't done Reggie Day's radio in a while. 
feels good. Definitely feels good to be able to open it up. So um, before we jump into the topics, I, I guess we should, we might as well put this in the front. You know, our plans for next season, as follows. You know, this is subject to change, but right now what it's looking like, Reality Bites is going to stay weekly. So you guys are going to get that uh, one day a week. And we're going to do monthly music podcasts. So you get 12 of those a year. Um, we're going to reveal the dates, of course, next season, but there's, it's going to be on a specific date each of the month. And, um, there's also one new show. Now the idea you've heard it before, cause we already put it up as far as advertisements on the channel. We were trying to figure out how to make it work, but we're finally going to debut our hotline show. Now the way hotline is going to work is going to be pretty much a listener led segment. So, uh, for those of you who DM us, who email us, who reach out, this is going to be your chance to speak with us directly and actually be on the episode. So if you send us a topic, if you send us anything you want us to chop it up about, you also have the ability to send us your phone number as well. And what we're going to do is while we're recording the episode, we're going to reach out to you and we're going to chop it up with you and lace that into the episodes as well. That's going to that's going to be once a month. So that's going to be the uh, final installment as far as uh, what we got cooking out for the show. Tap in, y'all. Let's have some fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this is, you know, it feels good, the the the, the fact that the channel is growing, the fact that everything is going in a, a, a good direction. So, and, and honestly, it's all because of you guys, and I can't thank you enough. But uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Now, what I wanted to talk about today, there's a few things that have been popping up, right? Mm-hmm. And the first thing is, I guess, taking it to the music realm. Kendrick Lamar's album. Now, it's a few different things that I wanted to talk about, right? I notice musically when artists like Kendrick drop, artists of that magnitude, there's two types of expectations, one set of expectations is the fact that because of who he is, people expect a certain type of album, whether it be like uh, a certain type of success to come with the album, actually, is the first thing I want to say. Like people expect hits because it's Kendrick Lamar. The second yeah. thing, though, yeah. is a certain type of artistry. And I noticed that because Kendrick went and gave a more eclectic album, the takes on this album are a lot different than the the normal takes on 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 his albums. Like if you look at the way that people judge Damn or the way that people judge even like, uh, uh, you know, Section Eighty or the way that people that's judged. His, um, but that's kind of his bag, though. Not to step on your point, but that's kind of his bag. And bench. not really. We've never gotten this like, from Kendrick. This, this, what we got this time is not what we've gotten before. This is, I think, this is the most out of his pocket that he's gone. Because think about it. He's Damn so has perspective that helped me understand maybe because y'all I know you more tapped in with Kendrick a bit than I am but to me it's, it's introspective just like but that's content you're talking content I'm talking yeah. about the music that came out I'm talking about output see okay gotcha. there's no difference if we're talking about being introspective right yeah 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 there's no difference in introspection between Damn or uh, Good Kid Mad City. But one is yeah. more commercially friendly by far than the other. Like Damn, if you listen, obviously. if you listen to well, actually no, Good Kid, Mad City is more commercially friendly so. than than any other project he's ever put out. There's a reason why. Like think about it, bitch, don't kill my vibe. Think about uh, 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 swimming pools. Think about yeah, you're right. 
got that one. Yeah. When you look at records like To Pimp a Butterfly, the interesting thing the interesting thing that I noticed with To Pimp a Butterfly that uh, was different from every other project is that when it first came out, a lot of people didn't quite like it. And I understood, right? Because coming off the heels of Good Kid, Mad City, Good Kid, Mad City gave you everything. It gave you introspection, but it literally gave you Drake-level commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, Good Kid, Mad City could have could have played, you know, in the NBA. There was records that was for the NBA Finals. There were records for, you know, commercials. It could have been a McDonald's commercial. It could have been this and that. Yeah. So going from that to, like, you know, this dick ain't free is a bit of a hard left turn. And I understood yeah. that from a consumer level. But it still had a lot of hits. There was still a lot of hits from records like King Kunta, from records like, you know, All Right and and things of that nature. Like, the sound, you could still have, you still had those commercial hits. Yes. This project is very, very different because even the songs that are more so commercial records, the cl- you know who the closest I can compare him to as far as sonically? Tyler, the creator. I knew you was going to say that. I swear to God. This was such a deviation from what Kendrick's norm is. I can see that, though. That I understand why it seems like two things. One, his streams are far less than what people expected. And two, the decline in streams from week to week. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, From that week one to the... That is some of the steepest declines that we've ever seen. To me, it's it's telling... In one way, not in a bad way for him, just telling and fanship. I mean, here's Fan, a, your fans is go, your, your 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 real day ones, your real core. They going to tap in immediately. Yeah. Outside of that, they're still core, but they're not really your your day ones. They're just they're gonna they, fall off. They're gonna be like the me's who they just tap in because they like the artist. Even yeah. though I was tapped in from the beginning, even in this one. And that's where you start probably seeing the declines. Now it's like they're fans of the guy, but they're not like, you know, I don't know how to explain what I, to make it make sense. There's fans of a person. They like they like the artist, but they're not like that that core, that anything Kendrick got, we, we fucking with it off top. Yeah, it's the difference between an objective fan versus uh, somebody who is just a stan of that person. And, that's I, what and I, I understand. That's what I'm getting at, yes. I'm, I'm a person, when it comes to Kendrick, I'm an objective fan, right? And... I listen to it for enjoyment. Now, here's my thing with this project. If I'm being honest with myself, is this the album of the year? Absolutely not, right? Is it a good album? Yeah, it's a it's a good album. It's a, it's a great project. But I think where some artists lose their way, and I'm going to put him in a line of people right now that I think of, right? Mm. Lupe Fiasco. Um um, who else? It's, there's certain artists that I feel like they, I'm not going to say they lose their way, but I'm going to say that they forget certain things matter hmm. <clears throat> what, like when it comes Wale? to the, to yeah. when it comes to, no, no, Wale's never done this. Like, what do you L- mean? The lyrics matter. The content matters. The introspection matters. But what else, what other, the, the one thing that people forget is casual replay value. Casual replay value is a motherfucker. And that's and I think certain people forget that. I.e. Kanye. I.e. Lupe. 
i.e. Kendrick in this particular project. The thing is, when you have records like like one of my favorite songs is uh, We Cry Together, right? Mm-hmm. Easily one of the craziest records of the project. As a matter of fact, might as well cue that up real quick. Yeah. Um, madness. Yeah, Madness. One of, to me, one of my favorite hip-hop records of all time. Like, I heard this and yeah. I was like, this is a story. This is a real story. No, this is really good and it's weird, but I feel like he was influenced by this song. I can't think of the name. It's called The Bad Guy with Eminem and Jesse Reyes. Yeah. I feel like there was influence I can see in, that. in this on that, and he just maximized it and made He made you know it for the culture. Made it, it was, for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously him, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah. was dope. that was dope from what I pulled from that record. So it is a, one of the hardest like hip-hop But that song songs, broke a record. This style of songs. This style. That song broke a record and not a good record. That song was one of the that that song broke the record for one of the steepest declines in the history of Billboard. It went from a It's not billboard, a Billboard type it, of song. It, it went from be. a Billboard top fifty record to a record that fell completely off the chart by over eighty uh spots. Now here's the thing about You know that. why, right? I mean let's well, let's play the record. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, where would you play this outside? I mean, you could queue it up right outside the cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> I just, after a certain point, you got to lower that volume. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? I, the first thing I thought of was like, can you imagine somebody playing this at the club? You wanna bring a nigga down. Even when I'm trying to do right. We can go our separate ways right now. But <laughs> City boys would go crazy. But not like <laughs> And the city girls gonna come right back with they shit. This is like, uh, I guess this is our nan nigga. But uh, I think We Cry Together is a good example of what I feel about this project right now. Mind you, this is, I love this record. I done listened to this song at least like, at least once a day since the album came out. Yeah. My thing is, practical application matters when you're looking at streaming numbers. There's there's movies like... Um, What's a movie that you rewatched a million times? Like for me, it'd be Friday. Um, a, a million times. Um, don't be a mess while drinking your juice in South Central. Okay, movies like there's movies like that, right? Yeah. That you've seen a ton of times. But there's also movies that might make even make your favorite of all time list, right? Yeah. But you're not gonna watch the shit 18 times. A good a good example is movies like fucking Lovely Bones or movies like. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not watching I, The Godfather 12 times. Yeah. Like, I'm not watching... I like, I like Seven Pounds, but I'm watching that once every blue moon. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is what Kendrick made. Now, I think what's hard when it comes to music is the difference between music and movies. I think in music, replay matters so much heavier than other art forms. Think about it. I don't, I don't know if I... I'm, I let you cook. I don't know if I fully agree with that. Cause in light, in in when you're judging music, think about it. If replay it, value is very important. That's what I'm saying. And replay value matters more 
in music when we're judging how good an artist is or how good an album is than when we're judging a movie. Because at the end of the day, when a movie comes out, let's say everybody who's seen that movie said they only went to see it once. But it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. No one's going to diss that movie because niggas ain't playing it multiple times. But when it comes to a record, mm-hmm. the expectation for a good song is that niggas going to play it again. When it comes to Kendrick's project, I think it's a masterpiece. Mm. I think it's a great piece of art. But I think the replay value for a lot of people is very, very low. And that's what's garnering it, the numbers that it's getting. Because it's not that the numbers were bad in the beginning. And it's not that the people who listened to it in the beginning didn't have a good time listening to it. It's that niggas on their way to work don't want to hear We Cry Together. Like... Or, like, niggas on their way to work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, certain things, like, and that's not a bad thing. That's not saying a bad thing. Is that what you're providing them is not something that they want to repeat a lot. Nah, this type of album is very heavy, like, mental, like, for, especially if you're a visual thinker and something like that. Definitely one of them albums that's going to touch you in an emotional way and change. It's going to alter your frequency one way or another. Some people are people who listen to introspective music and... And really see paint the picture that the artist is painting in their own mind. Other people really just hear it and it is falling on deaf ears or in one ear out the other. I like the beat. A lot of people be listening to the songs only like the beat and the instrument and stuff like that. Now let's let's get but into that. Let's get with into that. that. Being before said, you, before you before you continue and remember your point. When when you have those people who are listening to the songs that they like the beat, right? Yeah. Why? Like why do they keep replaying it? They're playing it for. They're playing for playing it for the instrumentation and how the instrumentation makes them feel. Exactly how it makes them feel because it makes them feel good. Co- correct. But not everything that makes you feel not everything that you love makes you feel good, and I think that's the dissonance mm-hmm. when it comes to art versus music. Because with point. music, we our expectation because what gives you replay value is a good feeling. Yes. Either a really good feeling or a really bad feeling. Like whether yes. it be heartbreak records, things like that. Yeah. That's what makes it get replay value. Now here's the crazy thing. If it's a heavy feeling, like a song talking about, you know, uh, abortion, death, this, that, the third, mm-hmm. records like that may not have replay, but the art is still there. Yes. So the so at that point should that matter when we're judging how good a project is? To me, no. Because speaking from a point of viewing the artist and putting myself in the shoes of the artist, to me, they don't... I know you were saying they, they forget about that replay value thing. I genuinely think a lot of them, the artists, once they reach a certain point, don't care so much. And it's because they're like, well, who really rock with my shit that's who he, that's who I'm here for. Who I'm here to impact, kind of like what we talk about with our show. Like, we're not here to please. Like, we want to be abroad and a bunch of people and a mass of people, but we're not here for the masses and and, and gym pop. We want people to be fucking with us because they fuck with us organic, that's, that's or, real. organically. So, with that being said, if y'all don't find it to be replay by you, fine. Because guess who is my day one's my core, and that's all that matter. And once certain certain artists reach a certain plateau or area in their career they're not doing it to do all this pleasing the people shit now in my opinion now here's the thing no i i I see where you're going with that but even when we're coming up with the show there's an idea that we have to keep in mind when we're creating a show of when you are pushing something out to the public Mm -hmm. 
knowing what effect it's going to have on people and deciding whether or not you care about replay. Because even if they're your day ones, if you put out an episode, let's say it's an episode about you know, mental health, and it's a very big, draining episode, this and that. Now, that's mm-hmm. not going to make us shy away from the topic, but there might be a difference in the way that I approach the topic because I want that, I still want to be able to deliver something in a way where people don't walk away feeling a certain type of way. And that's the difference between the expectations of whether it be, you know, podcasts or, or movies or whatever versus with music. Now, with music, let's say we're music artists. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good your song is. If you and I, let's say we're both, we're the last two people left. Mm-hmm. There's some award show. Let's say this is the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And they scrub everybody else from the category. And me and you got the only two songs that are in there for best best, best rap song of the year. Mm-hmm. My song, you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. You go to the gas station, they play it. You go to church, they playing it. You go anywhere. They are playing my record. Your song, not so much. Mm-hmm. But they're both critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. there's a difference in reaction whether your record wins and my record wins. And there's a difference in like the idea of success, but only because that that's not dependent on the art is because of the, the facet of art is because in music, the idea, if a song is inescapable, when a song is everywhere, like everywhere you go, commercials are using it. People are using it when they're going to the gym. Niggas is listening to this shit on their way to class. Everybody, like, people are listening and taking it in over and over again. Mm -hmm. There's a way that that connection, that idea of replay value is, like, worshipped in the realm of music that it's not expected to be like that in film. It's not expected to be like that in podcasting. Like, if somebody tell you they listen to your pod ten times, you want to call the cops. Because that's weird, bro. That's not an expectation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you listen to one episode of my pod 10 times, you might have, like, you know what I'm saying? You might have a voodoo doll of me under your bed. That's not normal, The idea is not normal at the end of the day. You know how it is. People got playlists of repeat songs. Exactly. If you got somebody like a Drake who has these records that are inescapable, who has these records that are on repeat, people who don't even listen to Drake know Drake lyrics because you it's 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 like it tattoos itself into your brain. That's one thing versus somebody who puts out a song, a, a, a project that is very artistically good. But a nigga doesn't press play again or they might press play one or two more times in this year. But it's different. For me. I can see where people would rank that low. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, no matter how great it I is, got you. I can see why people would look at that and be like, I can't give you a 10 out of 10 for that. I, got I can't you. give you even an 8 out of 10 for that because of the fact that it's music, dog. Like, the idea. Like, Thriller is being played today. Like, think about the GOATs. Stevie Wonder is being played today. Okay, so you think because of where where Kendrick went with his style and delivery. Yeah. Like, boom. to me, Because to me now, Kendrick, this this is him in his own way being Kendrick was on some, like, Edgar Allan Poe shit. I'm exactly. Gonna, you, this ain't everybody cup of tea, but the potency is there. Exactly. Now, but nobody's saying that it's not well done. That's the thing. Nobody is arguing that it's not well done. But the idea is when we're looking at you, you know, you, you won't put Edgar Allan Poe in the front of this other stuff because of how dark it gets. Although exactly. you can appreciate the art if you're into that. exactly. And I, okay, I could draw the. I could it's kind of like the difference yeah. between an, a, most Edgar Allan Poe pieces 
versus a William Shakespeare. Yeah, that's why I said I could I could see the correlation and in that. Yeah. But that's I don't know, that's just how I feel. You know, I think um all in all, altogether, I love the project though. Don't don't ever get it twisted on that. I th- I still think that's probably uh one of the better projects of the year. That Silent Hill with Kodak, boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Silent Ooh, Hill was crazy. And the reason why I I know like he went dark on the he went dark on Auntie Diaries, but that was like, that was heavy, because the whole album isn't really dark. It's more so just heavy. Yeah. If you're an empath, if you're like a, a thinker, a visual thinker. I mean, even and, take it out of that realm, right? And, Let, let's say you know you're not saying? an empath. Let's say, but if you're somebody who's living today, let's be clear. Every, the people who are living today have just lived past a pandemic, are living through crazy levels of inflation, are living through like certain things that. It makes sense that escapism is what people are looking towards and what look they're looking for when it comes to their art, whether it be the movies that they watch, whether it be the music that they listen to. Listening to Kendrick is not escapism. Listening to Kendrick is realism at its finest. It's revealing yourself. It's being able to look in the mirror. Like listening to Kendrick is shadow work. He made his music shadow work. And that's brave. But when it comes to the the competitive nature of hip hop, like the the going for, whether it be the 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 glitz and glamour, you know, the awards, the this and that, that's a step back. So you don't think that this is a hip hop album of the year? Just asking. I think it's a candidate, but do I think it should win? I I I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. How I think it's a great candidate though. Like I said, we we were it's talking a great about, candidate. We were talking about this. To me, the only album that's like a rap album that's like right now off the top of my head, but like that's competing with that is Push. Like that's a like a, a rap album that's fully, you know, packaged in twenty twenty two. To me, that's the only one that's like up there as far as like they're well, two different type of albums. Look, when even, we come back, I think when we come back what, you know what we're gonna saying? do during the off season, what we're gonna do is we're gonna compile a list. Yeah. By the time we come back, it'll it'll be August. So that's eight months into the year. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a preemptive March Madness style episode where we talk about who we feel like is going to take it at the end of the year so far. As oh. far as the releases, so f- not that many have come out, but I think by, by August we'll have a good idea of who all is the contenders. And if we look at a list, to be honest, it's not hard to get Kendrick the fuck up out of here when, when it wow. comes to that. And that's where we'll revisit that. Yeah. Wow. I'm shocked. And that's just me being honest. I'm like heavy with homie. But no, what, I, what wow. I say is this. I don't think it's a lack of artistry because I'll say this. There'll be, this is the one year that the people who are not as good as Kendrick have a chance to beat Kendrick. And that's because of that decision. Because at the end of the day, like, uh, what's, another, what's another movie that's like really powerful, but it's sad? Uh, like uh, A movie that's powerful, but sad, John Q. Yeah, like, like John Q is a far better movie than Training Day. But. But. <laughs> but. If one got to get the fuck up out of here. John Q, sorry. John bro. Q got to go. And God, that's the thing. God bless his that's, heart. That's what this album is. It's far better than a lot of people's projects. That's but, what I was But replay you, value. I don't think but, you believe but the thing in is, your heart that that's not one of the better things that came out. But that does. But that's the thing. When it comes to music, replay value is important. That's that's this whole conversation. Repe- replay value 
is so important that having low replay value diminishes how powerful your record could have been. Gotcha. Because really, I'll say this. Pac could have just been a nigga talking about shit that don't nobody want to hear about. He could have. He could have been, uh, what what was the name of Buddy from uh, Don't Be a Menace? Fucking, um... What, Trey? No, 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 the annoying dude. The fucking, um... Oh, uh, uh, brother. Uh, well, I know who, we know who you're talking about. Homie in the Kwanzaa suit. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That could have been Pac. That's the thing. Easily. That easily yeah. could have been Pac. I think the difficult thing to do is to give people the knowledge while giving them the jams. That's the hard thing. Like, the song Changes is mad preachy. There's a lot of Tupac songs that are mad fucking preachy. Mm-hmm. Brenda Had a Baby is even a preachy-ass record. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Preachy-ass song. But at the end of the day, he was able to give you the knowledge while giving you the jams. The problem is when one of the two elements is not fully balanced, you can still have great art, but it's going to be hard standing next to the jams. It's going to be really difficult. Can't argue with that. Wow. At the end of the day, that's just our opinion. We are not experts. I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed that segment. Tap in. Give us some feedback, too. That's all we got for music for right now. We're about to segue into something else. I want to say thank you to everyone that's been down with us. We want to say thank you to everybody that's been down with us. Appreciate y'all. Beautiful fans. Anyone who's ever gave me a lesson. You're the greatest. All my people. All of them. I come from a generation of pain will murder his minor. Rebellious and more jealous, a chip you for designer. Belt buckles and cloud overzealous and prone to violence. Make the wrong turn. Be your will of the city miscommunication to keep homo detector busy no protection is risky desensitized i vandalize pain covered up and camouflage get used to hearing arsenal rain analyze risk your life take the charge homies don't fuck your baby mama once you hit the yard that's culture 23 hour lockdown then somebody calls said your little nephew was shot down the coaches involved i didn't see niggas do 17 hit the halfway house get out and get his brains blown out looking to buy some weed car washes played out new go for me accounts will proceed a brand new victim a shatter those dreams the culture But I want you to want me to. I hope everybody out there is singing along, man. Look what I done for you. Look what I done for you. I said I do this for my culture to let y'all know what a nigga look like in a bulletproof rover. In my Ain't no photoshopping, free is bipolar Grab you by your pockets, no option if you froze up I always play the offense Niggas going to work and selling work, late for work Working late, praying for work, but he on paperwork That's the culture, point the finger, promote you Remote location, witness protection, they go hold you The streets got me fucked up, y'all can miss me I wanna represent for us New revolution, what's up and moving? I'm in Argentina, wiping my tears full of confusion Water in between us, another peer's been executed History repeats again, make amends Then find a nigga with the same skin to do it But that's the culture, crack a bottle Hard to deal with the pain, we are sober By tomorrow, we forget the remains, we start over That's the problem, our foundation was trained To accept whatever follows 
Dehumanized, insensitive, scrutinized the way we live for you and I. Enemy shook my hand, I can promise I'll meet you. In a land where no equal is your equal, never say I ain't told ya. Nah, in a land where hurt people hurt more people, fuck calling it culture. Thank you everybody for rocking with us today, man. Taking you guys on a bit longer of a ride than normal, but you know I'm closing the closing the season out, man. In a land where hurt people hurt people, fuck calling it culture. Um, so I think that's the perfect segue point. Being a leader, being a leader is something interesting, especially when it comes to the black culture, right? I think being a leader is something that a lot of us don't quite understand for a multitude of different points. I think from the first point, being a leader in the black community is something that is a bit of a lost art. And I think that's for majority of communities We're we're in a very sensitive time. We're in a time where a lot of us don't really allow people enough room to grow to be able to be those leaders of the future. And especially with a lot of the issues that are happening, have been happening. These are the same issues that, you know, your parents, your grandparents were dealing with. A lot of these are the same problems that past generations have been dealing with, but even with less guidance. We have more information. We have more information. We have more access. We have more eyes, cameras, everything. But way less ability. And that that's for a number of reasons. But I'm going to talk about one of the more interesting ones first, right? Now, Charlemagne the God, you know, like, like him, love him, hate him, whatever. He's made one of my favorite quotes of all time. And one of those quotes is that with the standards of today, Malcolm Little would have never became Malcolm X. And I'm just kind of started off with that, right? is probably one of the most important things that we all go through in humanity you know the the way that your mind works as a child even the conversations that we were having earlier you know remember the same guy who's talking to you right now who a lot of you know as as a person you can call a lot of you know as a person that you can lean on a person that has been probably uh, uh at one point or another a person that you could turn to is the same nigga that used to chew on on the backs of pencils at some point in time because i'm i'm still that guy like i've been who I am over time you develop over time you learn things over time you pick up things and if we allow ourselves to go through this this thing called life you never really know who's going to come out on the other side as who's needed but the problem is if we shoot everybody while they're in the cocoon we never see the butterflies emerge right and it's a dangerous thing it's a dangerous thread that I've noticed and I've learned that is our most common our most common practice today. And that's going to be the first thing that we talk about um, jumping into this next subject. So sit, sit tight and let Marvin take his day.
comes to um, when it comes to heroes and when it comes to people who've changed, when it comes to people who've become something that uh, is greater, something that's bigger, something that that amasses history, something that changes the the course of time and history. There are very few examples, very, very few examples that are bigger than one Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Now, recently, B. Simone decided that um, on her podcast, her and her friend spoke about how they feel about what makes somebody a good versus a bad person. And it's a very interesting take to me. Um, that's why I decided to bring it onto the show. Originally, I was going to make this a reality bite to make it separate, but I was like, if I'm going to end the season, I, I want to end it with a bang. And I started, I guess I'll take you guys through my mentality when kind of crafting this episode. One of our, one of our uh, longtime listeners reached out to me. I was like, yo, um, I noticed you guys haven't talked about Kendrick's release yet. You know, I really want to know what's your take. And I was like, all right, cool. I definitely got that on the way. And I already had the B. Simone thing kind of queued up in my mind. And I had another thing that, you know, we're speaking about next queued up in my mind. And I was like, how does this all connect to each other? And what stuck out to me, more than anything, to be honest, is the culture. Because when Kendrick dropped the heart part five, the phrase that kept repeating when he kept saying the culture, when he kept referring to the culture and he talked about, you know, dudes going to jail and your friends going behind your back to smash your baby mama and hurt people, hurting people and just all the ignorant shit that we watch happen from a day to day basis. And we're kind of helpless to stop it because for the most part, other than other than those of us who have certain types of pull in our community, those of us who have, you know, certain levels of, uh, I'm not going to say clout, but even just power resonance in your community. Majority of us are just regular people who can only control what happens in your direct vicinity. There's not really anything that you can do to stop that, right? But then I started thinking, what we can do is have the conversation. And I think, even though I don't agree with what she said, I'm glad that this came up as a conversation. So without further ado, we're going to drop the clip and uh, we're going to jump right in. The fact that Martin Luther King is the man that fought for freedom or the fact that he was cheating on his wife. That is triggering. Yeah, for oh, well, sure. I'm a good dad. You're not a good dad because you don't respect me. How the fuck you showing these kids you a good father or you don't respect their mother? You're not a great dad, my nigga. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um. Oof. Damn, he's that bad of a daddy. Well, here's the thing. I guess we'll take this in pieces, right? Do you believe that a man can be a good father while being a bad person? Yeah. Um, They could be a good dad, like, as far as they hold the household down, make sure the kid got what they need, make sure the kid is, you know, tended to as best they can, and they have a actual relationship with their child or children you can do that while going off and doing all types of shit kill rob still do whatever maybe 
illegal um, or just crossing people to to bring the bread home, bring the bacon home, and make sure things are straight. There's people that do that. Rather, it's right or wrong is subject to your own opinion, right? But I think you could be a good dad to your children and be a bad person out away from being um, a good dad. In in my opinion, now can you be a good dad and be a bad husband? Absolutely. Um, that's simple to me. You can be a good per- you said a good dad and bad husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, again, you could be good to your children with the things I just said. But again, you might not treat your wife the best. You may be disrespectful. You may do sneaky shit behind her back. What a whatever you can to disrespect the relationship that's you know a possibility but still you could be a good father to me there's a diff you know a distinct um um difference between the two it may not be vast but to me it's distinct because it's they're putting their energy into their kids and children but maybe not putting their energy into their wife because they're putting their energy into cheating or even if it's not cheating just not tending to their wife right. for xyz i agree I think the reason why they have the opinion that they have is because they're not thinking clearly. And and that's not me being me leaning into any type of sexism. It's more so just kind of observing even the way that the responses are coming out, right? There's a the the way that their voices are attacking the responses, the way that they're you could tell it's a situation that's just of from like a hurt place. I'm yeah, just it's keep from it, a hurt place. That's, hurt that's people keeping it a being like Kendrick said, hurt people, hurt people, and that's the culture. Now if no, we're talking no. about what makes a person a good person a bad or a bad person. I believe that you can be a good friend to one person and be a bad friend to another person. Yeah. You can be a multitude of things. I I think this falls in line with a conversation we've had previously where I said that everything is real. And what I mean when I when I say that, right? When women say that men are trash. When men say that women are narcissists or terrible people. When when uh, women say that there are men that are being deadbeat dads, when men say that there are women who are uh, baby mothers who use the kids to try to control men and destroy their lives, when it, mm-hmm. everyone's telling the truth. That's the weird part. The weird part is that as people, we act like we don't have examples of every last one of these. Two things. One, everyone is lying. And two, everyone is telling the truth. Now, what I mean by those two things, right, sound very contradictory. But what I'm saying is, now, mind you, it's always a case-by-case basis. But if we're, if we're looking at what exists versus what doesn't, every last thing that is named, as far as, like, grand complaints that are made by each gender, each of those grand complaints exists somewhere. Every last one of them. For sure. Whether it be women talking about men being pervs in public, whether it be men talking about women being confusing as shit, uh, women talking about men being cheap, men talking about women setting them up to get like whether it be robbed, killed, whatever. Like all of these things exist. And also all of these things. There are people walking around lying about these things as well. I wanted to start there. Because that gives us a grand look when it comes to just the average day-to-day person. From their perspective, because what they believe is if you're bad in one area, especially an area that's interconnected with what you're doing, you cannot be great in another area. 
that would mean that none of our greats are great. Let's, let's start thinking. George Washington, for his name to still be ringing now, means that he did something. You achieved something to be that, to, for your name to live that long after your death means mm-hmm. that you've achieved things. This man was a slave owner. He, had, he was such a disgusting person that this man owned slave teeth in his mouth. The teeth in his mouth were not wooden. They were slave teeth. That's what wow, he used mind, as though. veneers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. That wooden teeth thing was a narrative. That was a narrative. But at the end of the day, still the first person. Quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Still a person who achieved more in his life than a lot of people have, have ever and will ever achieve. Steve Jobs. Mark Zuckerberg. Two people. Similar story. Majority of people that have met them say that they're not personable, terrible people. You hear horror stories about how they mistreat people, talk crazy to people, all types of things. Mm-hmm. But are they not great? They've achieved greatness. What we judge greatness off of is production. And I think that's one thing that bothers. I see that being a... a, a a conversation that I, I like, I bump heads with uh, a lot of women in my life about where there are a lot of people that can't reconcile the idea that production supersedes emotion when judging greatness because greatness is achievement. History doesn't give a fuck how you got there. Correct. Just the fact that you got it done. Correct. Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. A lot of people's goat. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Yep. Was he a good father? Subjective. Very subjective. Ask his kids, they'll say fuck no. Ask his wife, she'll say fuck no. Is he not great? Mahatma Gandhi was a vehement racist, hated black people. Still revered as great. When it comes to these conversations, the reason why certain people have the takes that they have, and she tried to tie it in when she said that the idea of, you know, you being a a good husband, it, it ties into your fatherhood because part of fatherhood is teaching your child how to treat a partner in the future. Now, that was a nice tie-in. And I, I, I can see where conceptually, right, part of fatherhood not only is feeding the kid, providing money, providing shelter, is also molding the child. And part of how you mold somebody is your behavior. Mm-hmm. If I fail one test in a class, do I fail the class automatically? Probably not. Right. Can you be a great father and not hit all the marks? For sure. That's how we got these popular, you know, some of the athletes, I'm sure. They get probably thousands and thousands and thousands of stories of great dad to their kid, did everything they needed to do to push their, their boy or girl into being this star athlete, but they weren't the best husband. 
or even they weren't they were a great father as far as like teaching the kids knowledge teaching the kids even knowledge about the the craft but they weren't the most loving they weren't the most caring they weren't the most you know you couldn't you couldn't come to dad and be like i don't feel like practicing today because he joe jackson you that's the thing joe jackson created michael janet and the jackson five that's probably one of the craziest arguments of was he a great dad or not ever because you can you'll have a million people on one side and a million people on the other side looking looking cross-eyed trying to figure out was he a great dad or not but because the way he used to whoop you see what i'm saying yeah that's true whoop what <laughs> greatness is subjective and the thing that determines greatness is achievement was the objective completed now, would I ever have that conversation from her perspective on a public platform? Fuck no, because I have a certain level of reverence for our greats, whether it be Dr. King, whether it be Malcolm X, whether it be mm-hmm. certain people. I'm not going to sit here and have those conversations publicly because I understand the level of reverence that should be had for someone who was able to get us the bills and the changes and the things that happened within Congress whether it be desegregation and the things that they were able to to achieve for us. Like, let's be very, very clear about that. Yeah, and the magnitude of our words, if we're not, like, you don't got to give people the most praise, but because of that greatness, then the magnitude of, like, trying to have them, like, looked at um, obscurely for for being, like, a bad person. And and we're not talking about a guy who raped someone. We're not talking about a guy who beat somebody. Exactly. We're talking about somebody who had an extramarital affair. That's that's what I was getting to. That type of thing, like the magnitude that you trying to, you know, unintentionally trying to paint somebody as a as a bad person, but they did all this, and you're, you know, you're you're black or whatever. You feel me? That could it it could look away in in a way where you shouldn't want even optics to even be squinting at that type of shit. If that makes sense. B. Simone is somebody who went from relative obscurity and being just a regular person just like anybody else to being a millionaire now can we say as far as being a social media personality right Mm -hmm. when she did put her book out and she had that scandal that came in where apparently a lot of her content from her book was stolen yeah does that mean you're not great B. Simone that's the thing like we forget that these same people that we're judging these same people that we're looking at and we're using these weird metric systems to try to bend them over and to try to like get them into submission or, or, or affect their legacy. We forget that as humans, we all go through trials and tribulations. Conceptually, just like the friends conversation that we had recently, yeah. we forget to give ourselves the grace that jobs give us. Majority of jobs, you have to be written up a multitude of times. There has to be an escalation path and things of that nature. Yeah. Think about how many times we're willing to throw motherfuckers away for one situation. And we damn sure shooting, especially people who believe in even religion or a higher power, because imagine if that most high, you you just did it three times of against whatever you um you know you pray about or whatever your religion follows. Imagine if your imagine if your maker just said, "All right, three strikes, you're done. You don't have a chance to repent or be better. You're yeah. you're gonna be bad. You're a bad person in my eyes forever." Just imagine if that's that's what it was. Would you would you have the same mentality towards that type of shit? Yeah, that that's, might be heavy though. 
No, nah, definitely. It, 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 it is, man. I try not to... Um, <clears throat> I try not to look at things in 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 the way that she is because to me it 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 puts people in a weird position and it's not realistic. Yeah, I think Shorty was just coming from a place of like I said, hurt. You know what I'm saying? I I don't even want to say like ignorance or something like you know obviously it sounded a way, but maybe it just came from a place of you know her being triggered. I think the word trigger was even like like thrown in there. No, yeah, she said it's you, triggering you, for her. You feel me? Which, when it comes to that type of stuff, you do have to kind of emotionally detach yourself from, like, you know, what greatness is. And and greatness isn't who's a good person or a bad person. That doesn't measure greatness at all. Greatness is about what you achieved at the end of the day, whether you're a great person or not. Yeah, man. But um, one more th- <laughs> One more topic to hit. Let's go ahead and transition into this next piece, man. Supersonic pussycat wow. just like a jaguar silky black. So let me climb your wood like that. You got nine times to come hit that. Just curating the vibes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, man. We are not done with you yet. Supersonic pussycat just like a all right all right all right all right hopefully everybody is enjoying themselves just uh taking up the tempo a little bit let's go don't recognize the voice man that is victoria monet with jaguar victoria monet the beast herself with jaguar fly vibes only Summertime around the corner. I cannot wait to not speak to y'all for months. Juneteenth, we outside. Juneteenth, we are definitely outside. Let's go. Pepper steppers, uh. That's where the little pepper steppers out here. Step on. Supersonic. 
Man, I hope everybody out there is enjoying themselves. Had to uh, up the tempo a little bit. Enjoy the frequency. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Speaking of people who are leaders, speaking of leadership and uh, moving right along. There's an article that came out that that was a little funny to me. And it was about the the people who are over or were over. I guess they're still currently over. Yeah. Black Lives Matter as an organization. Now, it was an article <laughs> stating that um, the organizers of Black Lives Matter have went out and purchased things with what seems to be the funding that came from Black Lives Matter. Now, the reason why people were up at arms, especially was because one of them decided to purchase a mansion, a six-plus-million-dollar home. Mm-hmm. And for those who, who who aren't familiar with, you know, community organizing or even nonprofit work, the bigger thing about nonprofit work is that it's not-for-profit, right? You do get a paycheck, but when the leader of your movement starts moving like Bezos, you start asking a little questions. The old pastor running off with the church's money thing. That part. Now, Sheem is a little, uh, he, he's a little bit more versed on this one than I am. He did the research. He did the, uh, the, the, the readings. So let, <laughs> how did you, okay. Okay. From the, take, I guess, take the ball on this one. How did you feel reading up on it? Uh, when I read up on it initially, because, you know, we talk about this politics, not so much my thing, but I definitely read up on this. This is something we was getting into. I was shocked. I was astonished. And I'm hoping that, you know, I looked at multiple sources and they're all saying the same thing. I would hope it's not facts, but there's like tax information <laughs> involved here. Like, and I'm like, okay, well, I work with money. So if there's tax documents involved, then there's truth somewhere in this. Oh, yeah, you niggas did it. And it looked like, you know, between the mansion, also, you know, the leaders are funding and putting money in on, like, fly shit, rather it's parties, you know, I don't want to say private jets, but expensive, lavish things that have nothing to do with this movement. It looked crazy on one side. Um, You know, I tried to look at it objectively in another side, like, okay, well, a part of the, a part of the movement is going to be the expenses and what come with that, you know? Now, what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I, I'm not one of those so, people who believe. I'm not one of those people who believe that leaders should always look like Jesus. Like I, I think I understand that if you're doing a job, yeah, you deserve to be compensated for it and such. Especially and, if you're the head of a major, uh, major and, brand and enjoy your money. That's you know what I'm saying that's no, what that's, that's what we was getting to. Like you could enjoy your money, but if it's coming to a point where we as a people don't really know what's going on, but we are getting news about this, it looks away. Because we know about we know about your movement. We know about what you stand behind and what you're we don't know what your end goal is, actually. We don't even know <laughs> we, like I had to not cap. We gotta be real. We don't know really what your objective is. I'll acknowledge that, you know, behind when there's big money involved and 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 fundraisers, non nonprofit, organizational stuff. There's so much things behind the, the details that we're just not gonna know. So I don't want to, you know, negate that fact. But you know, at the same time, if we could get news about this, we should have news about something that's progressing towards the like with the movement. Something exactly. That's, like we do deserve, like, uh, 
an some update. kind of visual, uh, update or something like that. So I was sitting there thinking about it, like, boom, maybe if, you know, maybe if they had somebody that was a, a, a spokesperson, an ambassador, somebody that's in, in your face, it don't got to be weekly, but just like we get, like, news and updates about... Something should have happened. Something some, should be continuously happening. Some, the people should be knowing, like, what's going on. It don't have to be intricate details, but we should be having something to look forward to other than just Black Lives Matter... And money going into Black Lives Matter because that seems like what it, that's all we know. Here's what from the outside, right? From the outside, what we see is when the George Floyd protests were happening, you know, everybody was in the streets and things of that nature. There were so many people donating because of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Alton Sterling and all these different situations. You know, Eric Garner and all. And as the donations are rolling in, we'll see certain cities doing things like there's, you know, Black Lives Matter written in yellow on some random street in certain places. And we'll see like signs are coming up. Businesses are, you know, posting up signs and things of that nature, which is cool. But other than that, all we saw outside of the money that was being collected is you stepping out in a private jet. That's weird. And, and it starts to give, it starts to give mega church vibes, right? We see that as beneficial to you, now, but where is it beneficial to the members of your congregation, really? Now, the dangerous thing about big money, I get it, but you don't want to look like Puff when you're supposed to be a community organizer. Like, I don't trust a preacher. <laughs> I don't trust a preacher that looks like Birdman. That's crazy to me. Like, that type of shit is just something that <laughs> I don't trust oh. it. It it doesn't feel good. Like imagine you just donated, you know, your last fifty dollars from your paycheck, this and that. You crying over Brianna Taylor or whatever, and then the nigga that accepted it, you see him next week with a diamond grill, shaking like he on a like, yacht, <laughs> driving the <a> boat, <laughs> wilding. It looks crazy. Party and bullshit, right? That, like, yeah, oh my god, I just that's us having fun with it. But in in reality, like it from the outside looking in, it looked like nasty work. I'm not. I know you know. I did some. I did my homework on it like that. But you're more into politics, so I'm definitely interested in you know and the listeners as well. Is like what's your take on this? Reggie's an active member, so I'm gonna give him his credit for that. He's active in in politics in his own way. He's very humble about it. He even gets on my ass about it behind closed doors. I just want to give him his flowers for being a, a, a brother that takes pride in that type shit. No, most definitely. You know and I think what bothers me about certain situations, because I feel like I'm very liberal when it comes to how I feel about leaders. Right. Yeah. I feel hmm. like I don't count pockets. <laughs> like I even don't have a problem with mega churches because I understand in a regular church when everybody's paying their tithes and everybody's doing certain things. That's what maintains the church. That's what keeps, uh, gives everybody that house of worship and things of that nature. And that's where, because the pastor can't have a day job. I don't want my pastor working at Domino's. Like it makes sense that, that him and his family are taken care of under that seat because his pay comes directly from him being able to fulfill and nourish his people. That makes sense. All of that is connected. I get that. And especially when it comes to, for those who know, you know, religious places have their subsidies and things of that nature so that they're able to be able to maintain. I get that. Now, the problem for certain people, whether it be, let's say, you know, TD Jakes, right? Yeah. Or certain other people where they are very revered for the way that they actually fulfill their mission. 
There are people who fly from all over the world to sit there and take in the message directly from that messenger. For some reason, the way that he does it, the way that it comes across, that is a talent. He is the Michael Jordan of what he does. He is the Kobe Bryant of what he does. He provides a service very well and should be compensated for that. A good example, if Malcolm X were to have been alive today and we would see him, let's say, you know, yes, he's doing rallies. Yes, he's doing these different things, but he's in a nice house. He's in a nice car. He deserves those things because he's able to not only fulfill his position and keep fighting for his position, but he does what he's supposed to do at a very high level. I think the problem is when BLM, the leaders, are not, they're, you're not Malcolm. You're not Martin. You're not even Malcolm that live on the third floor. Like you are, for all intents and purposes, lacking in so many areas when it comes to the leadership of the organization itself. You better not get on no fucking private jet. You see what I'm saying? Like that's when people get angry. Like for an organization that if we're going to be honest, like let's say we were to go out right now and just keep stopping random black people and ask them, what has BLM done in the last six months and nobody can name anything? That is fucking disgusting for an organization that how like if we were to really look into how much how much money and donations that they've gathered over X amount of time. All right. That's unfathomable. And it and, makes sense why people would be upset. And and that's why I had the question as well, because, again, you're I know you're in the politics. What have they done that we've seen on the forefront outside of the rallies and the, the, the funds and the and those type of things. Fundraisers to be honest, not enough. Out, outside of, you know, when it is initiated after Trayvon's tragic death and the movement began after that. Like, what have they done that's They've been used certain substantial funds. outside of getting the money? And that part, I, we trying to know. They've used certain funds to be able to get people out of jail from um, certain protest-related arrests and things of that nature. Okay. But when you look at it, I compare, you know what I would compare BLM to? I compare BLM's use of funds to the same usage as far as usage rate, like percentage of funds collected versus percentage actually used towards the cause. Mm -hmm. The Red Cross, when it came to Haiti, the Red Cross raised half a billion dollars for Haiti, half a billion, and only built six houses. They raised half a billion dollars for Haiti after the earthquake in 2010. Mm -hmm. And they only built six homes and then stopped. And then what? Now, mind you, these are not six mansions. These are six regular homes, just regular houses. Built six homes and did nothing else. Where did the money go? Half a billion, not million, billion with a B. That travesty is much closer to when you look at how much money BLM has collected over the years. Let's Google this right now. How much yeah. I know it's like close to a hundred mil. Not exactly though. They've raised ninety million okay. in two thousand and twenty. Yeah. And they own forty two million in assets. million and they've committed 21.7 million in grant funding 
which is great. I was going to say, that's, that's great. Now, here's the interesting part. If you put together all the money that's been given to BLM over the years, period, right? Mm-hmm. Not just 2020, but mm-hmm. in general. So from the beginning and founding of BLM, pre-Trayvon, all the way up to now, they have raised $10.6 billion with a B. Mm-hmm. And we can only trace what they've done with roughly $60 million. That is a problem. Agreed. That At that point, you start to ask so many questions. And you're not going to get answers. Definitely wonder where that, where that money go. Does it pay people's taxes? Is it taken care of like... We can't trace it. And if we can't trace it, that means to me, to me, if we are not seeing it, that is a problem, especially if it's supposed to be public, especially people who have donated their money don't know where it went. They don't know what was done with it. That is a problem. That's a very big problem. And this this is why we go to the store and be questionable about putting that dollar, that five dollars, <laughs> that thing, you know, when you're ringing some shit up. Hey, do you want to donate an extra dollar to if the children's if, hospital? If, of if, if it don't feel right, you might get curved. Do you want to donate? Uh, <laughs> do you want to donate your change to the children's hospital of West Bumblefuck? Granted, I'm gonna do it every now and then because it, it feel right. But there's a part of me that's like, where that shit really going? To these niggas taking trips to Tulum, that's what it is. But. When I look at situations like that, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this along with the B. Simone situation, along with the Kendrick uh, song, The Heart Part 5, when I, when I put it all in perspective, right, that's the culture. I hate how you did that. but I, That's the culture. Like, I don't really hate it, but God the damn. game is the game. And I understand that, right? The game is the game. And people pimp hope. Obama did it. Like, people pimp hope. The concept that things will be better Obama. if you do these things, right? Obama pimp, pimping hope is hilarious. Because that's what it was. I need a Boondocks episode of him pimping a white broad named Hope. <laughs> 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 like, I feel, I feel like offering people hope... Offering people hope and and not even attempting to provide it is pimping. That's what it is. Selling a dream. It's selling a dream. And conceptually, you're following the guideline of what a lot of people have done. That's the 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 that's that's the culture. That's the get rich or die trying. That's that's selling soap on the block. That's what that is. Where B Simone had it fucked up is that she's looking at those who achieved and those who were able to not only make it there, mm-hmm. but those who had the integrity to make it there. And make sure that the legacy left behind was able to help you in some way, shape, or form. Because that's the difference. I'm okay with TD Jakes having a private plane. Why? Why am I okay with that? We see what we see what's going on. 
I see what he's doing. You know, I see who he's helping. I see the amount of people that he's helping. If you have like, if you're a singer, let's say you're you're a jazz singer, Mm. but you have two hundred thousand fans. There's two hundred thousand people that just love you. Now, if we're doing numbers, I'm a numbers person. There's 332 million people in America alone. If 200,000 motherfuckers just love you and your music and your shit, and you play a guitar, and they come to see you whenever you have your shows. Whenever you have your shows, they're cycling in and out. Each show is like 4,000, 5,000 people. But throughout the year, all this 200,000 people come to see you, and they pay money. And you somehow, at the end of the year, are living great. Driving a nice car. Family taken care of, but all you do is play the guitar. Guess what? I am happy because I understand. I see what you do for people, and I see what those people do for you. If you are a preacher and you provide people the same thing that art provides them, because what does art provide a lot of people? Art provides you hope. It provides you relief. It provides some people answers. It provides some people reason to live, reason to keep going. It makes this trip around the sun, these trips around the sun, more bearable. It, it grants you enjoyment. What do mm-hmm. people get who love the church or who love their religion? It grants them what? It grants them hope. It grants them reason to keep going. It mm-hmm. makes the trips around the sun a lot more bearable. It gives them answers. It gives them fulfillment. Motivation. Even. Motivation. I don't see a difference between a, a pastor and a great guitar player and a great painter and a great because that's an art in itself. And you should be compensated for your art mm-hmm. if you're producing. When I have a fucking problem with it is when I don't see nothing coming out, but I see you taking a lot coming in. Be Simone, you have no reason to fucking talk. If you're out here putting out art that's stolen, that is the same as being a nigga who is collecting a lot of money from people who are expecting hope from you. Those were, there were a lot of people tapping into your book because what did they want? You played on the hope of individuals. There were people you were putting out, when you were putting out your book yeah. and when you were putting out your infomercials and you were putting out your, your IG messages, what were you, who were you talking to? Aspiring millionaires. The operative word is aspiring. That means those people what? They hoped to be something. They wanted to be something, Simone. Think she pimped hope in her own way. Now you see, question, what, you see yeah, where I'm going with this. They yeah. wanted to be something. Yeah. You knew that they wanted to be that. So what you were offering them, here's what you offered them. If you look at this book and you follow the steps that I took and you're able to manifest the way that I manifested, I can offer you a roadmap to being where I am today. And when they dug into that and they found out through other people suing your black ass, Oh, so this is facts. I always wondered, was it facts? Yeah. Through other people suing you that not only was the content stolen, but you didn't even make the book. She just slapped her name on it. Because the way that she defended herself was, well, yes, the content is apparently stolen, but I hired a company to make the book for me, and I put my name on it. So you... Oh, you smart. You were selling soap. You were the niggas selling soap on the block and swearing the niggas that they was going to get high. That was that cut. You don't have room to judge the nigga who sold powder for real. You don't. 
Yeah, it's hard because, yeah, to go back to her, that would mean to use her words against her. The thief cannot tell the drug dealer he's a criminal. You don't get to do that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You can't tell nobody. You can have an opinion, but, you know, a loud opinion about it, and then there's facts about something like that looks a certain way, for sure. Like, what? Like yeah. that at that point, but you know what's funny? Like Kendrick said, that's the yeah. culture. Those same people. Somebody like that who pulls something like that can look at Dr. King and say, eh, could have done better. That's nigga shit. Niggas do shit like that. That's niggatry. The nigga who never made it to their middle school basketball team can watch a basketball game and call niggas garbage because niggas do that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But that's the culture, man. I go by the name of Reggie Days. This has been the last episode of the season, but a great episode. Today I'm joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream, the one and only. Today we're going to end off like mm-hmm. we used to. Mm-hmm. Song of the days, man. I'm going to go first. My song of the days is by Big Sean and Metro Boomin. This is from their mixtape, Double or Nothing. Big Sean, Metro Boomin', in tune. Instincts only. Man, I done been the 
double crossed by the homies And learned the hard way that they was authentic phony Boy, shit so real in the field That I hardly stand still But take care of my body still I've been drinking more water And popping less pills Man, unless they vitamins Cause nigga, I'm trying to live And God bless me like I got bad allergies So I'm working like I run off an eternal battery And if I dress casual No, I'm not a casualty And if I put my mind to it Then that's what it has to be Yeah, you're fucking right Damn show, bitch, that's for certain Never cut the family ties I only cut the Burdens. Got so many cuts and scars, it look like I left a surgeon. The been through so much, dog, I'm a whole nother person. Don't get it confused, don't get it confused. Yo, I'm in tune, I'm in tune, I'm in tune, yeah, yeah. I'm in tune, I'm in tune, I'm in tune, yeah, yeah. I'm in tune, I'm in tune. Don't get it confused, don't get it confused. We are not the same, boy, I smile through the pain, cause I'm in tune, I'm in tune, I'm in tune, yeah, yeah. I'm in tune, I'm in space, I'm in mind, I'm in tune On a mission till I get inside my tomb and cocoon Every success is just a checkpoint, pass and move When I leave this body, I'ma probably set up on the moon Hold it down, I'm the glue, we be here that I knew Since Timberland and Magoo, when I proved and I bloom I go in more than my room Yo, 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 that was Big Sean and Metro Boomin' in tune Sheen, man, what you got? Okay, I got one off the Two Peas in a Pod project by Jay Worthy and Larry June, Hotel Bel Air. Check it out. Let's go. I got myself a nice place in the hills, some new threads, a nice ride. It was fun. I like being a big shot. Wouldn't you? Driving to Pacifica. When you writing down your goals, you gotta be Pacific. I'm different. Nigga, I can French kiss the ticks. Cutting off with them little niggas, love you, trip, trip. Fuck you. We just go cop the whole building. We was pushing to civilians. Anything to make it out that jungle. Looked up to the drug dealers. Keep order. Up a thousand blues, I don't never watch the news. Now the guns tactical, move how a nigga move. Lifestyle factual, did what I had to do. Blueberries in the smoothie, no time to watch a move. Yeah, you had good intentions, but I like execution. 30 days in the motel, going two for two. Now the Escalade bulletproof when we slide through with Night in SF, jotting down another plan. 13,000 for the couch, I could have bought some land. Condo with a great view, I bought from a friend. When there's blood in the streets, we buying up everything. Living by the cold, gotta go hard by any means. If we talking income, then I got seven strings. Nigga, it was all a dream, manifested everything. Sipping on this green tea, Rory with the race seats was heading. 
so much going on but never stressed out bitches always in the nigga business with they neck out pull up on my bitch who live in bella with the best mouth your main bitch called me the hit and she wanted stretched out i just dropped the ep with spitter they like what's next now i'm just happy that i could do it with some of the best out niggas think they harder than wacko with all they chest out real riders really be trooping we'll shoot your shit down But now I be sipping tech proud. TDF records, you know it's fire how we get down. Niggas learning peace, aching, thinking they from the set now. Label clearing samples, so now they can't take my shit down. I lay the vocals and send it in for the mix now. Always keep a bitch down. Ten toes stop down. You know how we get down. Being from the gang, so you know a nigga been around on the West Side. West Side. What have I to offer you other than the greatest podcast known to man? That was Hotel Bel Air, Jay Worthy, Larry June, and London Drugs, man. Thank you guys for listening in. Um, I made a a slight, you know, uh, soft introduction earlier to my next uh, project that I'm working on solo right now. Uh, I'm working on something with Amp Radio. Been emailing back and forth trying to see what I can get as far as a slot to to work on. So. Uh, you know, cross your fingers about that. But uh, once that drops, um, I'm going to be on a five episode short contract. So we'll see how that works. See what the numbers come in. I hope you all, you know, definitely tune in. Please follow Reggie Days Radio to be able to keep up with the updates. I'm going to need you guys' help, man. Um, it's going to be it's going to be hip hop. It's going to be R&B. It's going to be old. It's going to be new. But just know it's going to be fire man just uh hopefully you guys are there to hold me down listen it's going to be live so there's definitely going to be that um that aspect i'll be able to take callers through the app so that's going to be cool too just uh yeah man good good things around the corner good things around the corner i just just want to thank those who always uh always look out because you don't have to you know i always talk about the fact that i understand I understand the landscape of what we do more than more than you know. When it comes to any type of media, and that's for, you know, radio, podcasting, movies, music, you know, I guess looping it back to the original conversation we had with the whole Kendrick Lamar thing and uh, giving us a nice note to end off on. Right now is the gold rush, man. There's never been this much to watch, listen to, whatever, ever in life. Think about it. Within two hours, you can watch how many TikToks? Like, think about how much you're able to to take in and how much. There's more competition now, today, than there's ever been before. You don't have to listen to me, and I, and I understand that. You don't have to listen to any of us. But the fact that you do means the world to us, man. Absolutely. And just know we don't take it lightly. Uh, the plan is to get better. The plan is to get funnier. The plan, the plan is to get bigger. The plan is for better music every time we touch the mic because we do this directly for you guys, man. Stay tuned. Y'all going to see us, too. Stay yeah. tuned. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the email address, reggiedaysradio at gmail.com. Instagram, reggiedaysradio. 
at Reggie Days Radio on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Reggie Days. Sheem's Instagram is Sheem the Dream five eight five. Yeah, tap you know, in, tap in, tap in. However you choose to tap in. Thank you. And most of all, later days. Y'all niggas sniffing around, asking questions, following a nigga. In the crib, you wouldn't find them if you had the keys to the crib. Huh. Them niggas cheesing is real. It ain't cheese if it's less than a meal. Huh. I think I'm losing my religion. Praying on these niggas, wrap a kilo with a ribbon. Huh. Live every day like it's my last. My only trending topic is the cash. I see no nigga in these clear gazelles. Bitch ass nigga better get some mail. I'm riding in the six like this bitch for sale. That boy Meek Mill squeeze clips for real. See me in the street, rose gold, everything. Woo. Moving like hoes, got me plotting on your team. Learning your whereabouts, burners to am out. Bitches in motion picture, I'm picturing Paramount. Riding in the Lotus, Teflon Dawn with an ambitious bitch. Lotus flower bomb, while they on burn. Young niggas doing numbers. Uh. Double MG got it the next 10 summers. Uh. I'm trying to do it big forever. Keys to the crib and I'm with whatever. Keys to the crib, nigga, bricks whatever. Honey mil plus till we rich forever. Huh. I got them keys in the crib. You wouldn't find them if you had the keys to the crib. Huh. Them niggas cheesing is real. It ain't cheese if it's less than a meal. Huh. I think I'm losing my religion. Praying on these niggas, wrap a kilo with a ribbon. Huh. Live every day like it's my last. My only trending topic is the cash. I see no nigga in these red gazelles. All I see is women with these massive tails. All I see is youngins with this trash for sale. Ain't got some CEOs that get your hash in jail. Look dope, look coke, talking cash for real. Funerals never cool, nigga, pass the steel. I'm a guru in the kitchen whipping massive pill. Booby got a life sentence on his last appeal. That's one of few names that'll last for real. Got me drinking from the bottom, no glass to fill. Always purple in the cup, nigga, pass the pill. I'm the first one here to fuck, snatch your ass for real. Keys to the crib, boys, keys to the beat. If you at the table, then you eat what I eat. Breathe what I breathe, drink what I drink. Smoke what I smoke, then we still meet for me. Huh. I got them keys in the crib. You wouldn't find them if you had the keys to the crib. Huh. Them niggas cheese and it's real. It ain't cheese if it's less than a meal. Uh-uh. Huh. I think I'm losing my religion. Praying on these niggas, wrap a kilo with a ribbon. Huh. Live every day like it's my last. My only trending topic is the cash. Keys in the crib, you want keys to the crib. I got work from Argentina and Belize in the crib. Homie holding a Nina, cause sneeze him a brick. Knee deep in the cocaine, trees in the six. Biggie on the stereo, seven digit flips, the scenario. Something go wrong, it's a burial. Hit the hood, watch it go around like a merry go. White seats, new M5, all cherry though. Heard you wear aces, Cavassier, ghosting the niggas that beat cases. Knowing you connect on the name to name basis. Eating with your fam on a day to day basis. Wait shit, get the big house in the spaceship. Team of loyal niggas that are fucking boil niggas for a chain or a bracelet. 
nigga, you know I'm living fly. For the love of the game, I put a ribbon on the pile. Pull up. Yeah. I got them keys in the crib. You wouldn't find them if you had the keys to the crib. Huh. Them niggas cheese and it's real. It ain't cheese if it's less than a meal. Huh. I think I'm losing my religion. Praying on these niggas, wrap a kilo with a ribbon. Huh. Live every day like it's my last. My only trending topic is the cash. Okay, if I'm rich now. Too much to pray to be rich forever. But forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. My next move, God forgives, I don't. I think you'll love it. Rich forever.